Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Cabinet is to meet today to consider increased enforcement powers for Garda Shea to shut down house parties and pubs that are not complying with public health guidelines. The proposed new legislation is part of further measures to tackle the spread of COVID-19 announced last week and is expected to be approved by ministers today. As part of the proposals, it would be a criminal offence to organise or attend a gathering of more than six people in a private dwelling. So that means if you and your missus invite more than two other couples, or I suppose maybe if you had two other couples with three kids or something like that, that's an offence under the guidelines. And these discussions follow the National Public Health Emergency Team's advice not to allow pubs that do not serve food to reopen on Monday. Padraig Gibbon, who's the CEO of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, thinks the government should introduce a temporary prohibition on the sale of alcohol if COVID-19 cases are increasingly so quick. Um, and he says, uh, and I'm quoting him here, he says, uh, if we are in such a bind, if the numbers are increasing at such a rate, what we actually need to do is look at whether we should just take a period of three weeks and actually stop the sale of alcohol in off licences. And I suppose he makes some sort of level of sense, doesn't it? I want to know what you think about that. There are many questions here today, not just in relation to the pubs. Are you disappointed the pubs are not open on Monday? Maybe you're the owner of a pub. This is the third time you've been put off opening. It does seem like they were discriminating against wet pubs. Because if, say, the government turned around and said, listen, uh, radio stations have to close, but we leave certain ones open, but you two or three have to close because you don't have news at two o'clock or something like that. That would be discriminating against certain radio stations and people who work in those stations. So I can understand why they're very upset about it. 3,500 pubs don't serve food. Um, uh, were due to open on Monday, August the 31st. However, Neffet is now recommended they stay closed. And I want to know what you think. I want to get your thoughts today on, firstly, the pubs closing or not opening, should I say, and also your thoughts on these new powers that the Gardaí will have to go in and close a pub and not only close a pub, but I'm assuming to enter your home um, if they believe you've broken the law and you have more than six people in your house who are not of the same family. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087 That's 087-188-008. And joining me on the line is Padraig Cribben, who's the CEO of the Vintners uh, Federation of Ireland. Good afternoon to you, Padraig. Nice Good to talk to you again. Padraig, this is, you know, becoming a little bit repetitious in some senses. about the third or fourth time I've talked to you with disappointment once again for those pub owners who are wet pubs who thought they might be open on Monday. How are your members feeling at the moment? Well, they're, fe- they're feeling very down. They're feeling very stressed, uh, both uh, financially and mentally. Uh, this is um, the third occasion when they've been a kind of uh, brought to the precipice and, um, you know, at the very last moment uh, being denied. Uh, we, I suppose, if I'm honest, with in the context of the um, the numbers, uh, we weren't optimistic. But what we really need now, uh, and we need we need clarity from government. But today they're meeting. Uh, we need a support package for businesses that now have been closed 24 weeks. They've been closed nine weeks more than their their um, their their brothers, as it were, who do food. Uh, it looks like as if we could be closed for some time into the period into into the future. Well, if, they did say weeks. Actually, they said they wouldn't well, be discussing they, it for you know, weeks. They said weeks before, and you know, if if I go back to July, when when the daily numbers were at twenty, we weren't allowed open then. What we would like to see is a clear roadmap. Uh, you know, when give us the guidelines. 
no matter how tough the guidelines are, give us the guidelines and we'll make them work. Alternatively, tell us, because there's nothing worse than not being able to plan. And people are, you know, they've had enough of it at this point in time. And we really need to be able to plan our lives. Do you believe that the um, vintners are having any effect on the figures or the outbreaks? I'm looking at the stats here. 392 active outbreaks being managed by public health departments. Of those, 252 were due to social gatherings in private houses. Now, to me, that's a bit confusing and manipulation of figures because a social gathering in a private house could be me inviting four people over for dinner. That's a social gathering at a private house. It doesn't necessarily mean we're all jumping around to loud music, drinking cans of beer. That's correct. Yeah, so uh, th- this idea of the inverted commas of house party. The and- last thing we need is the last thing we need is legislation that can't be implemented. Uh, and how well, they, well, they're bringing that in today, where they're going to give the guards power to walk into either your pub and close it. And, and we've been very clear yeah. on, in relation to the pubs that if, if pubs are, are operating outside of the guidelines, the sanctions should be in place and they should be imposed. And that's one thing. Well, there is sanctions there anyway, whereby well, if you reapply for your licence, you, the guards can object on the grounds correct, that you didn't yeah. behave yourself. That, that is correct. But that, that, that happens once a year in, in September. Uh, and uh, it... it, it um, it may or may not happen. We we haven't seen any evidence yet that the Gardaí are going to object to the renewal of licences. Uh, but that, that may happen in the next month or so. But bringing in legislation in relation to houses uh, where, you know, uh, you could have eight, ten people in a house, depending on where you are, and nobody in the world would know what, who, who was there uh, if you're if, you, if you're isolated, etc. I just don't believe it's 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 probably not workable. But let's see. Let's not knock it. Let's okay. see, let's Get, see what it. Let's see what it. Getting is back for. to your your comment in relation to the sale of alcohol and off licenses, I'm I'm assuming you said this with a tone of sarcasm. Um, that if the government are insisting that wet pubs stay closed, well then should just why not close the off licenses? If you're blaming the house parties, close the off licenses whereby people are drinking, I suppose, in a disorderly manner rather than an orderly fashion in a pub or a controlled fashion in a pub. The, the real issue is that pubs are controlled. Uh, that, that's that's the real issue. Uh, and if if you know we we we're probably the most regulated sector in. In, in, in the country. Well, actually, probably in Europe at the moment, because you're the only, we're the only country in Europe that hasn't opened the pubs. Uh, correct. But, but in terms of regulation, uh, even if we had no COVID, there are, there are very significant regulations around how you can and cannot run a pub. Uh, publicans are used to dealing with people in those kind of situations. And what we have been very clear from day one is that all pubs, uh, whether they do food or not, should have been allowed open at the same time. And what we would be saying is, give us the guidelines, Give the same guidelines to all the pubs. Let them operate, and those that are not not operating to those guidelines should face the sanctions. And we think that would solve all. Of, so it would certainly solve the issues uh, that 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 we see. Uh, and look, uh, we we need. There's three and a half thousand families. There's twenty odd thousand people employed by those families. They need the opportunity to trade. Sixty five. We did a survey in in recent times. And 65% of, of them said if this lasts until Christmas that they will... Well, I, I, I'm, already, I'm already getting messages from friends about certain pubs that are closing and not reopening again. Do you, do you believe that pubs are being unfairly, unfairly targeted? I mean, when you look at Ireland, for example, I know we're the only one now that ha- in Europe that have pubs cl- still closed. Uh, well, not all of the pubs, obviously half of them or so are closed. Uh, is that because of our relationship with alcohol? Or do you believe they're being unfairly targeted? Because there was a point made to uh, the Deputy uh, Chief Medical Officer that in one weekend, 6,000 inspections were carried out 
uh, you know, in the hospitality sector, but in the meat factory sector where we seriously have a problem, uh, there was only two or three hundred inspections. No, so, no, no, there weren't two or three hundred. I give you the exact figures. Uh, there were, there were since the uh, pubs opened on the twenty ninth of June. There have been in excess of twenty five thousand unannounced in- inspections. Okay. In the meat plants, in five months. There were 39 inspections, of which 30 were announced. So there were nine unannounced inspections. You ask me, are pubs being unfairly treated? Yes, is the answer. Uh, If we were really serious about tackling this, we are now five months later talking about putting serial testing uh, into into meat plants and into direct provision centres. Five months late. So, yes, I think what happened was the pubs were used... As, as a political tool to try to send a message to the public to say, look, you better behave yourself. Look, we've, we've had to keep the pubs closed. And we just don't think that's acceptable. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air today, Patrick. Thanks, and, and, and good luck for going forward to all your members. All thank right, it's a difficult time for everybody, of course, uh, particularly those in business uh, who rely, of course, on their business. And many pubs now are saying that if this continues past Monday, they will not be opening their doors again. They just can't afford to stay open. They can't afford to continue to pay bills. Yes, they are getting some subsidies at the moment. Those subsidies due to end soon, by the way. Mind you, if a pub can prove, obviously, that it is not doing more than 30% of the turnover that was doing before, they can still carry on to get those subsidies. Um, but in saying that, many pubs believe that's not enough. It's not enough just to pay the staff. They have other bills to pay. They have insurance to pay. They have all those other things to pay as well. And they just cannot remain open. Not without these owners and the people who work in these places. They're just getting COVID payments. They just can't afford to stay open. And I completely understand that. And I completely agree with Padre Crippen. They're being targeted. And they're being picked on. There are, there are loads of sectors in society where there's a risk factor. You walk into your local Tesco's or your Aldi's or wherever it is every single day of the week. You are interacting with other people. There are other people there. You're walking past them. Somebody might cough, whatever it is. You're interacting with people every single day. It's no different to a pub. Actually, in a pub, you're probably sitting in one place. According to the guidelines, you're meant to be sitting in one place anyway. So it's probably less interaction in some sense. Now, I know there are people and there have been the odd video of pubs who kind of lose the run of themselves a little bit. But look, this has been said from the very start. When you have restrictions, if you get an 85% compliancy rate, you're on a winner because you're not going to get 100% compliancy. You never will. There are always going to be those, you know, get a few drinks on them, will fall about and give somebody a hug or something like that or pour beer into somebody's mouth or whiskey into somebody's mouth, whatever it was in that video they were pouring into people's mouths last week. According to that pub, uh, uh, the Ber- what was it, Berlin, D- D2 Berlin, wasn't it? Um, they were basically, uh, it was five minutes of madness. They said the rest of the time they're actually compliant. I- I'm not going to disbelieve that, by the way. It could have been five minutes of madness of a barman being stupid. Forgot, just forgot where he was for a second. These things happen. We don't live in a perfect society. We don't live in a perfect world. We're human beings. You know, we jump around, we have a bit of fun every now and again. We can't, that's just part of what we do as human beings and interaction and, I don't know. Look, I want to know what you think of the pubs that are opening on Monday. And I also want to know what you think of the legislation that's been brought in today. Um, well, they're putting it before the cabinet today. And this is to give the Garda Shikana extra powers. Now, un- I'm unclear at the moment, and we're all unclear as to what those extra powers would be. Um, but um, do you believe, for example, that the Garda should have the right firstly to close down a pub? Uh, which they will if they're not being compliant or if they try and open when they're not supposed to. And also, to go into your home. This is the big concern that people have. Should the guardie have the power to go into your home if they suspect that a law has been broken? Now, according to the Constitution, Section 45, 40, 
1.5, so to speak, of our Constitution. It provides that the dwelling of every citizen is inviolable and shall not be forcefully entered save in accordance with the law. Now, inviolable usually means never to be broken, infringed or dishonoured. Now, you could argue... Uh, to save in accordance with the law. So if they bring in a law saying that you can't have more than six people in your home, it could be in accordance with the law. But I would think that would be very sticky in a court of law to try and prove that you suspected a law had been broken. Because to find out if a law has been broken, you would have to enter the home first. Um, I would assume that part of this constitution is for somebody we know has already broken the law or somebody who has a warrant for their arrest, for example but not somebody who you suspect may have broken the law. I don't believe these powers could be used under the Constitution, and I would be surprised if the Attorney General, Paul Gallagher, would actually allow that to go ahead. But then again, we live in strange times where it seems the government can do anything they want. And it surprises me as well. Maybe you agree with it, by the way, and I'd like to hear from you as well, but it does surprise me that the people of Ireland, who have stood up against a lot of things, including most recently water charges in their masses, would allow a basic liberty like the privacy in your own dwelling, and that, that was what that part of the Constitution was brought in, to give you that privacy and safety in your own dwelling, um, could not be upheld. And why Irish people would allow that to happen, based on what we're seeing at the moment. There's no doubt there's a public health emergency. There's no doubt that there's a virus that is killing very vulnerable people. But when we look at down, and drill down into the data and the numbers, it's not as dangerous as we first thought, clearly, thanks to everybody out there. The cases are going up, but the mortality is coming down all across Europe. Thankfully, people are not dying as much as they were. And those who are, sadly, are very people who are very vulnerable groups. But I want to know what you think. Do you believe the guards should have that power to close pubs and go into your home? Let me know. The number is 87 Ted, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ted? Hello, how you doing? How are things? How are uh, you getting on? You're a publican. Are you a West publican or are you... F- I'm a West, West publican, yeah. Okay, you must be disappointed, so. I tell you, I'm fuming here in the car. I tell you, I pulled the car in off the side of the road. I'm absolutely fuming. Now, number one, we were going to take it on the chin that we'll open to phase four and we all accepted it. But my problem is the government went away with the VFI and they opened up the Bisto bars on the 29th of July or June. Sorry, they opened up... Nine, nine weeks ago now, yeah, yeah. Nine weeks ago, yeah. No, they should have never opened them up. They should have never opened up the, the shop selling drink, the off-license. Everything should have been left closed up to the last phase. They should have waited till the kids went back to school this week or next week, and then the following week open up everything and give it a go and see how it goes. If it doesn't work, shut them all down. Why the government opened up the bar bristos, I have no idea, because all small bars can actually see people two metres away from each other. If you get a meal, pay your nine euro, you can actually stay in the bar for as long as you want. This is why some of the bars are opening up, but no one knew this up to only two weeks ago. They're just changing the laws all the time. But now they're bringing out the girls you know, from tomorrow on, and they're probably going to shut these bars that are opened up that are trying to keep their businesses opening. So this is our government. This is Michael McGrath, Michael Martin, or Cockledge. Like, where are they? Like, I love to get them on the radio show and I have a go off them because what they're doing is wrong. All Michael Martin was going on was about school education. Perfect, 100%. Both. There's, more, there's more to life than education, yes. Well, no, yeah, well, you have to have education, yeah, but he was only more worried about walking up to education about five, maybe six, seven weeks ago, where that he should have been dealing with the problem that was in hand. Why was he dealing with schools now? Okay, they're back now, they're going back tomorrow, that's fine. But they should have left everything closed. Phase four was opened up in phase three. The only ones that weren't open was the pubs. The well, that, pubs. That, was, that, was, that was Leo Varadkar's parting gift, wasn't it? 
That was the year. Well, should have bought together. Should have bought and power together since since so for how long? For the last what year and a half, whatever. So that doesn't matter. But my point is, why did he open up the off licenses? The, 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 the shops that sell drink. Well, the, the, the off licenses. Well, they never closed anyway. The no, off licenses. But, but, but you should have been closed because they didn't. But know could you? Yeah, but but hang on, Ted. With the greatest respect, could you imagine? What would have happened if the off license had closed? We're Irish, for God's sake. Well, People would have went bonkers. What did Michael McGrath Mountain say? He turned around and goes, I want you to social distance at home, but you can't go to a bar and drink, even though it can be it can be maintained some bit in a bar, not all the time. But he's telling people, go to the off license, go home and have a drink. You go up to College Road in Cork, any night of the week. Now, I know, it's people. madness. They're mad up there. So you mean to tell me they're going to be social distancing? If this is our, this is our, 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 our leader, our Taoiseach, telling us that, well, go home, have a drink, but don't go to a bar. Like, in all fairness, it was completely, like, that man is backwards. Yeah, but, but in relation, you know, to people on College Road and people in other campuses around the country and, and people who, you know, the, the, the kind of areas beside colleges, no matter whether they had to open the pubs or close the pubs, it wouldn't have mattered. Those house parties still would have went on anyway because kids tend to drink in their homes anyway. No chance. Hang on a while, hang on a while. No. It's simple and plain. It's very easy to fix something if you do it right. Number one, close the bars, which they did. Close the restaurant bars, which the government wanted the bigger guys to be opened because they know right away that if they weren't going to pay for it, they'd be running back to the banks saying that we can't pay for our big, big, big loans and they'd be in debt. That's their problem. So the small bars ended. Give a hammer the three and a half thousand bars in, in, in Ireland. And my point is... If they stuck to the plan in phase three, never opened up in phase three and left it to phase four. No bar restaurants, no bars, no off licence and no shop selling drink. I can guarantee you one thing, our virus will be a lot better now. Kids will go back to school happier, families and parents, and then after that we open up our places and stick to the guidelines, which we would have done. But we weren't getting the chance, we never got the chance. And now it's falling back on us for other people making mistakes and the folks have to suffer for it again. We and and where that. where do you stand, Ted, at the moment? By the way, was what's, do you want to tell me the name of your pub or where you are? I opened up. Well, no, well, 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 there's, there's, there's a few of them involved. There's okay, all right, go ahead. And where, and where are you financially, Ted? I tell you what happened. I tell you what happened one of the pubs, right? Yeah. I tell you one of the pubs, right? And this is the truth. This was over the talker side of it with the gas station in Talker. A 32-seater pub sees it two metres away, right? Gary came in. There was ten guys in there. He told the guy, okay, your complaint, your complaint, your complaint. Then he turned around and he goes, the two lads sitting at the table, are they cousins? He goes, no, they're not cousins at all. Well, he goes, that could go against you now in your license in September. He said, hang on a while. The bar's 32-seater, but 10 in the bar. The two lads are chatting to each other. So he went home. He rang one little lad. He goes, I'm not opening up at all, I'm afraid, because the gas goes, we don't know if I can get my license. Because he, okay, so there was only 10 people in the bar, and there was two fellas sitting together, and he wanted to know, were they, were they related? Were they related? And that's what they so, but how is that? I mean, with the greatest respect to barmen, you know, barmen have a job to do. They also, you know, they will try their best, obviously, to keep with the re- keep everybody within the regulations. But you can't be going to somebody and saying, "Is he your cousin?" I mean, is it all that's right exactly for you? Exactly what they say. Over, you're not police. But this is it. This is what they done. No, they found. We found out then the week before that when you go into a bar, if you're one meter away, right? Yeah. You, you have to leave after an hour and five minutes, right? Correct. Correct, yeah. Then, what happened after that then? They borrowed another thing that was always there that no one, no one knew about. If you were two it. metres away, you could say all night. You could say all night once you pay for your food and you pay your nine euro. Your nine then euro, yeah. Out, and then we found out two days ago, 
people next to it that they turn out they never told the government about the nine No, the government people. made up the nine euro thing themselves. They made up the nine euro. So this is our government. Like, this is why I'm so annoyed with it. Do you know something? I'm gonna, I'd love to put myself forward to be a politician because one thing, I knock heads up there. Because I know. The, well, I, well, it, well, with the greatest respect, Ted, I, I don't disagree with you. It does seem like they're making it up as they're going along. We've got a principal running our, our country, a principal running our country, like the other fellow in the Kenny. Leo Baracco, he done an okay job. I'm not any political, I'm not with any parties, I'm not for anybody that way. I'm just making the point that whatever they're after doing, going into government this time, they're after making a big change of it. All I'm just saying to you, we're not cribbing about not being opening, but the point is that we would have stayed short up to September, but they should have kept everything closed at the same time, okay. and they didn't. And so, I know, so the point you're making is they, they, you're not complaining about the fact that you had to close. It's the unfairness of the way the whole thing is being dealt with. Ted, just just finally, in relation to your financial situation, I don't want to know your personal life, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's quite tough financially on these 3,500 pubs that can't open currently at the moment. Well, see, some pubs are owned, some pubs are rented out, and some pubs are family run. So no matter what, where you're going to get it, everybody's going to lose anyway. Yeah. And this government having a clue. I mean, I've been sitting down thinking about it properly. Like, to be honest with you, if they had any bit of sense at all, what did they shun? Kept it all to face off. And if face off had to go to face five, well, fine. Get the kids back to school if he's worried about yeah. them. Yeah, okay, got all that, yeah. That. But why the bloody hell did he open up phase three? I'm sorry, phase four and phase three, 85% of the businesses. Which okay, so do, do you believe the pubs, your pubs, the, the wet pubs, should be open now at this stage on Monday? I, yes. I wouldn't agree, no. I wait till after the kids are back to school. Well, they are. Well, they are back. A lot of them are back this week. You know, I mean, some are back on Tuesday, some are back today, some are back on Wednesday, Thursday. So by Monday, they'll all be back anyway. They'll all be back. But my point is, we would have, we would have accepted that at least. But the VFI, that part of the they'll all talk. they do this to do that. They're no good to the publicans. They're no good to us at all. Okay, so you, you don't have any faith in the VFI, no? No, no. I, don't, I am a VFI member, but I tell you one thing. No, they're only good for the big boys above in Dublin or the big pubs in Cork that they can open their bars, they can sell food, and they know they'll get their bit of money. Well, in fairness to Patrick, he was on there defending the wet pubs. I mean, in fairness, Teddy was defending you guys. I, I'm sure he, I mean, they're trying their best. There's, there's not a lot they can really do in this situation. Ted, thank you very much. I know you're very angry and I understand why and I agree with almost 90% of what you're saying. Marty, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Marty? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Marty. Your son's confirmation is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Okay, you're going to have a few people in the house? I will. Um, like, they're all family members, you know. Confirmation is usually just mostly family. How many, anyway. pe- how many people do you have? There'll be 20, between 20 and 30. All of you were all aunts, uncles, cousins, fathers, mothers. Okay, yeah, stuff. but they're all from different families. So you, you do, according to the law, you will be breaking the law. Yeah. I, and how do you feel about here. that? I, I, I don't I don't feel much guilt about it to be honest like the confirmation was supposed to have been in May it's now August you know have you got a big August, house September. have you got a big uh, house no but we do have a big backyard you know and going by the weather you know we have plans to have the whole thing outside more or less you know yeah well I hope the weather keeps fine for you it's not too good yeah, today but, but yeah it gives it to be good anyway Jeez, the mar- marquee would be blown away if you had a marquee yeah, there yeah <laughs> I was nearly blown away I know. Okay, but the point is, Marty, and I, and I understand your dilemma. I mean, you want yeah. to have your son's confirmation. This is the second time around. It's been cancelled yeah. the first time. You're inviting a few people. 20 is, in the big scheme of things for a confirmation, is not a lot of people. But by according according to the law, at the moment, no more than six people from different houses, from three different households. So you're going to break that law. Yeah. Do you think the Garda Shia should have the right to walk into your home and say to you, right, get these people out? No, I don't. Not at all. Why? Why should they? Because um, they're because well their, their argument is it's a public health emergency and the Garda Shea have they believe have the right uh, even though the Irish Council of Civil Liberties would disagree they have the right to go into your home. Yeah, but sure, as you said yourself, like we go into Tesco a couple of times a week, there's fifty, sixty people walking around it, you know. 
mm-hmm. all the time. Sure, what's the difference? We're we're passing. Well, I'll be as close. I was as close to them during the week as I will be. Well, well, yeah, but you won't be wearing all masks in the house tomorrow, and what well, sure, yeah. and you won't be social distancing either. You'll be hugging Auntie Mary and Uncle Johnny and shaking their hands. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, but we had we had a funeral in the we had a death in the family about a month ago, and we were all at that funeral, and there was three or four times as many people at that at, at the funeral as there will be tomorrow. The same people, do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, so you're 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 break you're admitting that you've broke the guidelines a few times. Uh, well, the, the, that guy. Well, a funeral is a funeral, you know. There was nobody stopped us from from getting together at the funeral. The church we were allowed fifty people in. Um, in the house and, and or the wake and stuff like that, there was a lot of people allowed in too. So I don't know what. what and what, can I ask you honestly, what was your opinion last week when you saw these politicians all drinking in Clifton? Uh, just uh, pure hypocrites. That's it. But were you angry about it? I was. Uh, yeah, well, well, course, see, I the, was well then, Mar- no. The reason I'm asking you, Marty, is people are going to say, "Well, why do you have a right to be angry, Marty?" Which when you're going to break the law yourself anyway. Yeah, but that's true. But I'm like, or the guidelines, they're not laws yet. It's not a law. To, yeah, at the moment, well, it will be a law this afternoon, I imagine. Um, oh, but at yeah. the moment, it's a guideline. Yeah, and it's going to be a law from today, then? Well, if it's going to cabinet this evening. Right, well, I might get a knock at the door tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about that? I mean, would you still, if, if, for example, they announce on telly tonight, it's not just a guideline anymore, it's now a law. It, you would be a, it'll be a criminal offence for you to have more than six people from three different households in your home. Will you still go ahead tomorrow and do it? Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. Mm. Um, there's a lot more laws been broke than than. Oh no, no, I am. You know, well, they say bad laws are made to be broken, but but yeah. in, but in saying that, I suppose people will argue you're in the middle of a, a pandemic. Okay, look at some of the texts here. Ask him how he feels about Hogan flouting the law. Because the guy flouting the law with confirmation, I thought there was one rule for all. So Hogan has to go, but I'm fine with flouting the laws. That's the right. point I made to you. In other words, you're being the hypocrite, I suppose, essentially, Marty. Yeah, well, well that's true. But so what's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's the case, but, you know. Right. Okay. And and but yeah, but but, but yeah, but before the yeah, but before the politicians were caught in the pub or the the bar last week, the hotel, whatever the hell it was, you were you were kind of breaking the guidelines anyway. Yeah, me, me and probably three quarters of the country as well. You know. Oh well, I would imagine a lot of people have broke guidelines. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying they haven't. I'm not, I'm not judging you or picking on you. I'm just saying that I'm just informing you that you are breaking the law. Yeah. Um. Like. At one stage, we were allowed 200 together outside, and then it was 50. I'm having 20, and then all of a sudden it's six. Uh, there's only six people allowed from the same family in the house. There's already seven in my house, you know what I mean, already. How can we do anything? How can we invite anyone into our house if there's seven there already? You well, you could, you could invite, if you wanted to, you could... You could in- well, yes, if there's seven people in your family living in your home... Yeah. You would. I don't know how the law works on that. I don't know. I was no, I'm a bit confused myself because the law says no more than six people from three different families. So yeah. yeah so that, so that, if you if you've already like, seven in your home, I'm assuming that you can't really invite anybody else. Yeah. Or or, or am I allowed six more in, and the next person that only has two in the house? No. No. Four in, no. No. I don't think so. No. So. Yeah. It's not very clear at the same time, you know. It, it, it isn't when you when, but very few people would have seven people in their home anyway. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but in your case, it's not very clear, and I'm actually a little bit unclear, so I'm not even going to quote it for you. So I'm yeah. I'm a bit unclear as to how many people you would be allowed, considering you already have seven in your own family. Yeah, just just myself. Probably, so probably none. Already, you know. 
Yeah, probably none, to be honest with you, Mark. Probably none. Does that mean we have to put one out? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I'm just... Uh, my producer, Lily, is actually saying she's going to throw a tweet up to the HSE there because I actually don't know the answer to that question, which which means that if I don't know it, and I don't mean that I'm the all-knowing or anything like that, I'm pretty sure much of the gen- many of the general public don't know the answer to that question. If you happen to have a large family... Exactly. Can you invite somebody else to your home, or say two people, um, to your home from a different family? Yeah. I would imagine the answer is probably no. I know, I know plenty of families that have 10 and 12 and 15 in their house. What way does that work too, you know? Well, they, well, I would imagine, according to the law, I would imagine they just can't invite anybody else. Because it's up to, the law states, up to six people um, from no more than three different families. So it's up to six people. Now, they said exceptions are made for family members. So in other words, if you have 10 people in your family, that's fine. They're your family. Yeah. But you can't have anybody else after that. When you say a family, do you mean immediate family? Immediate family, yeah. They're, they have to be people who are normally resident in that home. Yeah. Now, within the, for, for the last six weeks... Now we yeah, you could argue that they're all living in your house, I suppose. That, I don't know how well <laughs> that would work with the guards. I don't, I don't think the council would be too happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the guards would be too pleased with you either yeah. if you're trying to piss them off. But, okay, so you don't believe the guards should have the right to knock on your door and say, can we, uh, well, they won't even say, can we come in? They can, they, if they're given this power, they can just walk in. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming they're not going to be walking into people's houses and cuffing everybody. I'm assuming they will use common sense, walk in and say to people, right, listen, too many people in the house. Can you go, please? Thanks. So, so my, my backyard, it, it wasn't even a backyard. You know, the front and back was all one at, the, at one time. And we have it split now, okay? okay? So if, if, he, if the guards come in and tell me to tell 20 people to get out, if I tell them to get out and they all stand out the front of my house on the road, what can they do then? That's a public area. Well, there's not a lot they can do. No, so we, but well, in, but in saying that, what you're doing is uh, you're doing exactly what those politicians did last week, which is dividing a room in two and claiming it was two rooms. You're kind well, of you're, you're figuring outside, a workaround to the law. Outside, well, no, no, no. I, I I absolutely understand what you're saying. And what might the guards go and then go back in again? No, not even go back in. Sure, as I say to you, if it's a nice day, I don't. It doesn't bother me. Everybody stand at the front. Yeah, of Yeah, but you're looking you're you're looking for a workaround for the law. Well. Don't we all? Well, okay. Well, it depends on the circumstance and how much yeah, you care, well, I suppose, about the whole thing. Uh, no. Well, listen, Marty, a lot of people are texting in. You know, some people saying fair play to him. Somebody else says, well done to him. Uh, he's right. I'm having a confirmation suit for my child. I'll be doing exactly the same thing. Um, and somebody else says, absolutely ridiculous having somebody on the air who is admitting that he's going to break the law. Okay. Well, now, can I point out, it's not a law yet. It's not a law yet. So no, it's guidance. It's yet. Yes. It will be a law this afternoon, most likely. Okay, we'll, right. we'll okay. have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. All right, listen, Marty, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, and, and enjoy your party, but stay safe and, and obviously wash your hands and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's obviously maybe you can reflect overnight when the legislation comes in and what you want to decide to do tomorrow. Um, somebody says, all the drug dealers must be shitting themselves. The guardie just walk in, give the guard uh, the key of the house. Another person says, easy way around all this, set up a one euro contract for one day's rent to live in your house for everyone who's at the party. Hmm. Well, I, I I don't know how that would work in a court of law. Let's be clear about it. I'm I'm not giving people advice on how you should break the law. You clearly are. I did. I mean, it's not even about the law. As far as the government's concerned, it's about the guidelines and protecting people, isn't it? So you, can, I'm sure everybody could come up with some sort of workaround, as the politicians did last week. But you know, you don't have a right to give out about the politicians if you're going to do it yourself. Really, do you? I mean, there's no point in saying politicians are hypocrites and then tomorrow you're going to have a party in your house. But I am concerned about the figures. And what I am concerned about is that they quote, and this is an effort, 
Of the 392, 252 were due to social gatherings in private houses. That doesn't mean they were house parties. They're using the word house parties. But a social gathering, it, that, like, that could be, because it's not over six people, right? Just as a social gathering in private houses, okay? So that could essentially just mean that you had five, you, you know, you and your missus and three kids had your best friend and their two kids over in the house. And one of them had COVID and spread it to one or two people, which is quite possible. Um, and thankfully, everybody would be fine. They just have minor symptoms, if, if not any at all. And they're saying there was 252 due in social gatherings. It doesn't give them the reason to stigmatise social gatherings in houses because, logically, if we have community spread, the majority is going to be in your private dwelling, in your home. Because that's where you spend most of your time, don't you? How are you, Noel? Good afternoon. Um, my thoughts on this whole situation with the pubs being told they have to stay close is an absolute joke. I know a lot of pubs that were only wet pubs and now all of a sudden they're serving food, which in my idea is an absolute farce. They only done that so they could open their doors and make money. And my thoughts on guards being allowed to enter your home is a joke, because I tell you one thing, if a guard knocks on my door looking to enter my home, he'd want to hope he has either a warrant or a sufficient piece of paper to say he can enter my home. And if he doesn't, he'd be told the two magical words. One starts with F, the other starts with O, and I'll be closing my door. Okay, and I, I get you, and I get why everybody feels that way about it, because up to now, according to the Constitution, and, and the Constitution still stands, by the way, because the law doesn't supersede the Constitution, so it would take too much to take a constitutional challenge against it. And again, I, I don't know the law yet, because we haven't heard it. It goes to Cabinet this evening. This is in relation to guards being given special powers to close down a pub and enter a private dwelling, or stop house parties. Now, when they say stop house parties, the only way to do that would be to enter a private dwelling. And again we need to find out what the government are defining as a house party because Neffet define people as a house party of just being in their homes. That, because that's really what they're saying because Neffet are constantly giving out about house parties but they said, I'll read it again, of the 252, uh, of the 392 cases, 252 were due to social gatherings in a private house. So if I'm in a house with four of my family and a friend calls over, that's a social gathering. That's by definition a social gathering. And of course, we spend most of our times in homes. So that's most likely where the community spread from any virus would actually come from. Because somebody would be out having a bit. Your missus would be out doing a bit of shopping. She might get it. Or she'd be out, I don't know, doing something at a party. And she might get it. She'd come home to the, social, to the dwelling or the social gathering of her home. But that doesn't constitute a house party. To me, a house party is like 50 people swinging out of the light shades, you know what I mean, all having a ball, having a hoolie with loads and loads of beer. That's a kind of house party, isn't it? You know, um, I've been, I don't normally like drinking at home, but I have been the last number of Saturdays just, you know, just to chill out and relax. A couple of my favourite places are up, back open now, but my main favourite one, which is a pub, well-known pub down Eden Quay, not too far from the Abbey. A lot of actors go in there. Uh, they serve food, so they're not a wet pub. And great place to relax. And they still haven't been able to open yet. And I really hope that they uh, do open as soon as possible and that they, we don't find that they have to shut. I've been in touch with them, so hope, hopefully they'll get to open soon. So, yeah, I, I really... Yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm. it's annoying to hear about... Um, pub's not opening but again like this is another one that serves food so I don't know why they haven't been able to and they would I know the place well I've been going there over 10 years they they would definitely stick to the regulations I just thought I'd put that in yeah thanks never thought you'd get to the end there Tony you're on Classic Gets how you doing Tony 
Hi, Niall. How's it going? Tony, I mean, look, there's two issues on the table here. The pubs, should they be allowed to open Monday? No, they shouldn't. Okay. Because I, the no. ones that are open are flaunting the law. Um, that Marty fella that was on there is a fool. What happened is confirmation he, with 20 people. He's the exact reason why this legislation is going to be passed. The exact reason. He's the blueprint of why this legislation is going to be passed. Because people can't be trusted. It's a simple thing. Can he not just for one time like not have a big piss up? For his confirmation, it is the kid's confirmation. It's not his party, like you know. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he could still he could still do the old traditional thing of bringing the kid around to a few aunties. Yeah, and let them throw an envelope at them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he he doesn't need to have a big piss up, Niall. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know, he, he he's the gobshite. That's the reason why this thing is getting passed. Well, so, I'm, I'm, I well, I I I think yes, him and I suppose the student parties. You know, the mad student parties. But it does concern me when we're using the excuse that 252 cases were social gatherings in a private house. Because realistically, Tony, you know, if there is a community spread, people, a lot of people are going to get it in their own homes from their family members who've been yeah, out somewhere so different that day anyway. I agree with you, Niall, okay? They're bending the, the statistics to suit themselves, okay? But when you get just like this fella, right, that's organising a piss-up because his kid is making his confirmation, like... But see, here's the, here's the argument, Tony. If we continue to go backwards, and we are going backwards, compared to most European countries, we're going backwards. The restrictions are getting tougher and tougher and tougher every week, right? Where will it stop? Will they next turn around and say, well, that didn't really work, the six people, so what we're going to do next is... You're not allowed to... You have to social distance in your own home from your own family. Would that be... I know that sounds ludicrous and you're saying, that that's lunacy now. But, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Do you not think this is all a learning experience for the whole lot of us, though, you know? Uh, I'd rather not have the learning experience. I'd rather we didn't have a virus in society, by the way. I live in a small village, okay? Two pubs within about three kilometres of each other, okay? Are flaunting every day of the week. When when you say they're flaunting, in in what respect? you, You go in, okay? You buy your two, you buy your portion of chicken wings, right? You don't get chicken wings, you get two points, okay? On the receipt, it has chicken wings, okay? The other, this is going on all day. People can go in, they can sit wherever they want, okay? Another pub close to us bought themselves a pizza oven in Argos, I think, or something like that. You know, no, no license to make food or anything like that, just to get people in. And again, then, they're letting people drink in it all day. Like, so, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. There are there are some, not all. In fairness yeah, no, to Tony, no, most no, of them are compliant. There's an awful lot of them that are adhering to the law. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of them that are just taking the piss. Excuse the language, you know what I mean? That are literally just... Like, how, why should you be allowed just to go out and buy a pizza oven, right? A load of cheap pizzas out of most graves then, and then just throw them out to people. Like, that. that's, you know... Well, they're doing it to avoid the law, I suppose. Yeah, I know, yeah. And it's like Marty there, you know... Looking for any loophole at all to beat the system. Well, somebody else said that as well about giving people, you know, a contract for rent for one euro. Yeah. But I mean, know, we'd see in Marty's situation, when you've got seven people in your own family, is it fair that he's not allowed to invite a friend over, if that in case is the law? If that I'm is the law. It is, it is, because, like, uh, I'm pulling away. You know what I mean? Like, I have two kids that need to go back to school, that need to be educated now, okay? Now, if that means the local pisshead doesn't get a few points every day, I'm fine with that. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay there for a second, Tony. Sandra, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sandra? Hi, good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Good. What do you feel about this, the extra powers for the guards and the new legislation, which won't be just a guideline, it'll be a law that you can't have more than six people in your home and, you know, from more than three different families. How do you feel about it? 
Look, I've mixed feelings, Niall. I'm a mum. Um, I'm a mum of four children. My own son's making his communion tomorrow. We had plans to have both families over. That would have probably estimated approximately with, you know, nieces and nephews, about 30 people. Um, uh, we I cancelled it immediately last week with the, with the change in the COVID um, guidelines. And I did that because two things. A, uh, we've had a lot of illness in our own family. Um, my own dad was diagnosed with colon cancer, cancer during the COVID period. Uh, we also have very close friends who are currently being treated for chemo and they're quite young. They're in their 30s. I also work as a paramedic and throughout the whole COVID um, experience, I've seen some very sad situations. I've seen people being taken away from their homes by us whose families can't travel with us. I know, that's a very difficult thing to do, isn't it? If somebody's very sick yeah. to say, sorry, you can't come with them because they just yeah, want absolutely. to be with them, of course, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and, 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 I, and just to reassure you, it's not you that's making those rules. Those rules are, are for no. the in the interest of safety and health, yeah. No, absolutely. And a lot of people are very understanding and, and this is where my issue comes in because uh, pubs open and et cetera, just as I agree with that chap that was on to you just before um, when I was waiting on the break, I have four children. The youngest has been affected terribly by COVID. He totally went into himself. He hasn't got as many friends as the other kids have. And, and what, he just has anxiety about the whole thing, is he? Uh, no, no, he just basically, because he was at home, because I was working long hours, because he wasn't seeing us, uh, or okay. me in particular, he wasn't ha- able to have friends over. And, and I know, that it's, broke it, my heart. It's had a ma- look, COVID has had a massive effect on people, not yeah. just from a health point of view, Absolutely. but from a mental health point of view. It has a yeah, massive effect. Health- well, okay, well then, isn't this the problem? The problem is, Sandra, there's a lot of mixed messages. There's a lot of making it up as we go along. Um, we're going backwards now instead of forwards. If we look at other European countries, you know, only reading yesterday that Sweden are now introducing, or from today, 50 people to 500 people at assemblies, okay? Um, other countries are doing, think, very similar things. Switzerland, all the kids are back in school as normal. No social distancing, no masks, and there's been no problem for the last three months, right? Because they went back three months ago. So we see other countries progressing, and we're going backwards. We're the only country in Europe that doesn't have the pubs, the, all the pubs open. And people are looking at this going, well, the government have no strategy. We see case numbers going up, which is happening all across Europe. But thankfully, mortality is still very low, if not at zero at the moment. So what are we going to do? Are we going to just keep living like this? That's what people are saying. Yeah, I think, I think personally, I think our government have no clue what they're doing. And, and I think we I could think all agree with that. Yeah, and I think if they had followed the other European countries in some shape or form, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. That chap that rang down from, the, from I think it was Mayo Cork, he was a public in himself. I think I agree with him to an extent in the sense that had they kept everything closed, had they let the children go back and see how that panned out and then opened everything. We have taken a step massively backwards, in my opinion, um, and I don't know how we're going to get out of it. I really don't. I mean, I was, um, reading, I was reading yesterday a great article uh, in the newspaper, Mark Woolhouse, who's a professor of infectious diseases, epidemiology, and a member of the scientific pandemic influenza group in the UK. So he was on SAGE, which is like our version of Neffet, right? Or their version of Neffet. And he was an advisor to Boris Johnson. And he said, and I'm quoting, at the time I agreed with lockdowns, obviously everybody did, going back at the start, because we didn't know what we were dealing with, according to the WHO, of course, it was killing 5% of the population, which never happened, thankfully for everybody, right? But he says, at the time I agreed with the lockdown as a short-term emergency response, because we couldn't think of anything better to do. He confesses it was a panic measure. He now calls it a monumental mistake, and he says, I believe history will say, trying to control COVID-19 through lockdown was a global, monumental mistake. The cure was worse than the disease. He added, I suspect 
right now more people are being harmed by collateral effects of lockdown than COVID-19 itself. Would you agree with that? Uh, My husband would. My husband would. Um, mm, I'm not sure. I know know it's difficult. As a frontline worker, it's difficult for you because you see people on the front line. And I did hear a nurse there one day on the radio or here and she was talking about you know, that she had seen two people die. And she had, I think she was in a care home and she said she'd seen two people die. And she said it was terrible to watch people gasping for breath. And my answer to that in some sense would be, although we are dealing with another virus and another reason that people die and are taken early in their lives, that doctors, nurses, you, Sandra, are familiar with seeing people in very desperate situations and dying because that's unfortunately what your job entails. And I think by dramatising that sometimes, I'm not saying they're dramatising it, but I know it's a dramatic event. I think it just, it can add to the fear factor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Without being, I don't no, want to be don't. disrespectful. No, and I absolutely agree with you. And it, for me, it, that's not even the issue. Uh, seeing, and, and again, without sounding very cold and that, it is what we do and it is what we see. And for me personally, that, that wasn't the issue. What, what annoyed me during COVID and what continues to annoy me is, uh, are, the, are the house parties that we see during COVID, uh, we were at more, the, the, the COVID calls, the sick calls reduced. We Our, our call out for sick people uh, reduced. People were compliant. People stayed at home. They, they monitored themselves. They mm. only called us when they really needed to. When they were desperate, yeah. What went, what, what went up for us, Niall, were the house parties, the cocaine party, uh, parties. Oh, well, look, I, I think everybody would agree. You know, when we're talking about, you know, 200 people at a house party flat near a college, I think everybody agrees that, you know, we have to control that situation. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. Getting back to the original topic, Carl. The reason I rang, Noel, was uh, uh, fact, my wife would up and say, listen, you know, I got her to listen to your programme during the lockdown. You remember she was saying, Jay, you do everything, you, 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 you worship that fellow boiling. But I was, I, was, I was doing a bit of investigation, and I wanted to ring you about the restrictions and, and yeah. the, the way okay. they say we're going backwards. I travel around the country, Noel, and I've never seen so many people who have now kind of just got so cheesed off, they're suffering mental health, I was talking to a bloke, Noel, and he t- told me that they're queuing up to get into John of God's. There's already been a couple of suicides. I was listening to other that's people. Very, and talking. that's very yeah, sad I, to hear, and I know yeah, that is happening, and it is yeah, very and sad well to hear. That, Noel, I believe the, the refuge, refuges for, for the battered children and housewives, mainly wives, I know, battered mm. you know, partners, they're full. They can't take any more in. Yet every morning I wake up, and today was probably the extremes of all extremes, we have a, 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 the, the government, once again, more restrictions, more, more, more con- you know, keeping the people down. Um, a, a fellow even said to me yesterday, he, was, he wasn't wearing a mask in one of the shops, and I, I wore it. Was, I was paying for me petrol. I was coming back from cabin. And he says, oh, he says, it, it, the, the mask is, is, is the muzzling us. Mm. That's right. That was his, that, that, that how de- de- definite, definitive he was. You know? I, so I, I, I met a friend in a shop about how people are, yeah. And I feel it myself now. That kind of you know, nothing to look forward to. You can't go to a match. You can't go to a crowd. You can't. If you're that gentleman who said the fellow serving a pint, he serves a fellow a pint and he's committing a crime. Mm. So just because he didn't get a stick of menu in front of him, you know, some people just literally. Or because, or because he was talking to a mate who wasn't his cousin. Into the pub, my my brother went in. He goes, he goes out at nine o'clock on a Saturday to meet a few of his friends once a week, one night a week on a Saturday. The guards were in last week at quarter to eleven, and the bar was closed down. He was home at quarter past eleven on a Saturday night, nothing to do on Sunday. Back to work on Monday. And, and people are wondering why. They yeah, no, 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 I, 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 I agree with you, Carl. There's more to life than biological existence. A uh, tsunami of mental health yes. coming down the road. Now, well, how can anybody exist in the country that we're living in? Uh, you know, uh, and the, the government just seemed to just... They, I was listening to your man last night. They ignored everything. All these deaths and uh, all, the, all these uh, pe- people going to John of God's suicide. 
people living in, 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 in bedroom apartments which were, were never meant to stay in for long. They were just living there because they, they were going to their work and they sleep Somewhere there. Somewhere to sleep, night. yeah. Not yeah. meant to be locked down in for six months. And I, every time this brings up, Noel, Con- uh, Donnelly, by the way, I haven't met one person all week, Noel, or the week before or the week before when I've been on the road. I've asked people, I asked them questions. Do you like Donnelly? No, he's a spoofer. So people, do you believe people don't have faith in the Minister of Health? I believe that, that we've lost our clock completely. We're going totally and utterly backwards. Other people say... Well, he, he, he would claim, obviously, he's taken advice from Neffet. But in my eyes, Neffet are not elected representatives. Neffet are there to give advice. It's up to him whether he wants to act answer, on that advice. Niall, I can answer that question. If you're running a football club, Niall, and you're the manager, you have people onto you who, who are trainers, doctors... Physicians, uh, fellows who do the research. Physiotherapies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, you pick the team. You don't turn around and pick the team on a Saturday and say, well, why did you leave him and him in the house? Oh, well, oh, well uh, the doctor told me to. You, pick, you take responsibility. Nefet is part of, uh, and by the way, Noel, have you heard this one? A fellow told me last week, I met a bloke last week, and he told me they're being paid a bloody fortune. Well, I, and, and, well, and I imagine they are being paid, yeah. Every, but in extra, large sums of extra money, Noel, when, the, when, 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 when they're um, having one of their meetings. So well, they, will they meet, will they meet every day? And I rang you, Noel, I rang you in, in June, and I said to you, they're never going to open the pubs because it suits them never to have the pubs open. They've blamed well, my, the pubs. Okay, the well, pubs. I, I agree with everything you're saying, Carl. My problem, my biggest problem with Neffet is that they're the same group of people, um, and they need to be changed on a regular basis to get different mindset, different views, different opinions, rather than the same views all the time. Because Ireland, sadly, seems to be the only country in Europe that's going backwards. Back, at, at, at a very increased rate, Noel. And if those, and they always look so well endowed themselves. Every time I look at them, they're well-suited, groomed, lovely haircuts, stacks of money. They only, if, if they were in a position where you had to get up and, and go out and come back and, and live in the, and have nothing to look forward to, absolutely nothing to look forward to except more and more restrictions, keep the country down, lock you down. And, and their argument down. will be, it's in the car. What do you say to their argument? And they'll say it's in the interest of public health, even though they don't seem to have a plan. You've been answering that since June, Niall. The, 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 when there's a flu epidemic, you don't bloody well close the country down, do you? You know, and people die all the time, and you, you've, you, you've been the main people. We even spoke, you've been embarrassed, Noel. We were mm. speaking about you last Saturday night when I was talking to the two guys I was sitting beside. Well, we, were we years burning, yeah. <laughs> they, they, were, they were saying, I said, Boylan's your man. You're one of the only fellas who actually says that what we're being told is there's always two sides to the story. Everybody knows we don't want people to die, but the rate of dying is now diminishing considerably and you have to try and help people to get back on a mental a, a, a straight and forward ladder and where they have some kind of social distancing and so, 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 so I bet you burn some kind of social something to look interaction yes yes with and other I'm, people yes I, I, my, I picked my, my nephew up last week from training he says he's down in the dumps because the training numbers are down my wife goes to a dance class now she said you know, they had to train out the d- d- dance outside, and people were wondering could there be more than six turn up and all the things. Oh, just little tiny things that people. But there is a lot of confusion. We've sent an email off to the Department of Health because obviously somebody earlier on mentioned they have seven in their family. So if you have seven in your family, can you invite somebody around? Because the, the rules say no more than six uh, from three different households. Yeah. So if you have seven in your family, can you actually invite them into your house? So we are going to get clarification, hopefully try and get clarification on that before the end of the show, because it does seem very, very confusing. But surely part of life, Noel, is that there's a happy medium to everything, surely. I, I don't yeah. even believe it. It would be hard to me imagine a year ago that I would be on the air today wondering, are we allowed to have more than six people in your own home? But now you've, you've, been, you've, been, you've been supporting the, the, a lot of people are, are, are totally not behind you. you. You seem to be the one spokesman. I mean, RTE's a joke. 
I mean, Claire Byrne comes on. I don't think she's ever asked a hard question in her life. Ah, she has. Claire is good. She is good. But, it, but, right, but, 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 but no, no, I, I think she is. And Sarah McInerney and the rest. I think they are very good. Um, I think, I mean, there is, you know, restrictions on what they can and can't say. I mean, and, and, and they are state broadcasters, so they do really have to toe the government line, so to speak. And they can't go against, you know, the authority of the state, et cetera, et cetera. So there is, there is a lot of restrictions on what they say. So, similar to, you know, I have, I'm limited in what I can say and what I can do too, but I think it's fair and I think I'm being impartial by presenting both sides of it because we're hearing the other side everywhere else possibly. But stay there for a second if you can, Carl. Uh, Doreen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Doreen? Doreen, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, okay. Hi. Doreen, one more, you've listened to Carl. He's saying mental health is suffering. Ireland are going backwards, basically saying the government haven't a clue what they're doing. I mean, what do you think? Well, Niall, I have uh, 10 grandchildren four sons, and then their wives. I mean... They won't be going to your house, that's for sure. gathering in months, months. Birthdays have come and gone. Mm. And um, her eight-year-old grandchild is suffering a lot. Oh. What's, what's wrong with the eight-year-old grandchild? She's um, really worried. and Why? She uh, keeps washing her hands. So I broke the rules and I took her over, and uh, because we haven't had people. And why? Why is she so anxious? Why do you we think she's so anxious? We have a room in our house, but we haven't had anyone. Uh, kind of, we have a big room, and they kind of come to the end of the doors, you know. But Doreen, I, I want to go back to the eight-year-old, right? Yeah. Why is the she, eight? Uh, why is she full of anxiety? She is, and she's a different girl now, but she was washed. Uh, the remote control. I, I do believe that a lot of children do have anxiety at the moment. Um, and I want to reassure people, and I've done this so many times, Doreen, children are at little or no risk whatsoever from COVID-19. And yeah, anybody who's good. instilling that fear in children should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying your family are doing it. The media no. are doing it. I know. And, uh, like, when she came over, she was a new girl. And my son says, Mom, she's a new girl. She learned how to ride her bike and mm. everything when she came over. And we went to the sea and we got into the sea. And she was just a new girl because she spent months in the house. Yeah. They live kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know. Which is isolated and enough as no, it is, yeah, yeah. And no buses go by, and the, there's two older lads. Well, one is back at football, but the other lad, mm. the older lad, it's very isolated. Very. I can imagine. You know, I can imagine. It's a very... It, well, and, so, I mean, I, I can hear in your voice, Doreen, that obviously your mental health is suffering as well from all this, from being away from them. Yeah. You know? Are you okay? Yes, I am, yeah. And is do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? I mean, when you wake up every morning and you hear decisions being made by the government, do do you get any kind of is there anything positive in there that you'd say, Well hopefully yeah. this will be all over soon or Well, I just I just think they should open the pubs because I see a lot of teenagers gathering, buying drink, going to rivers and Graveyard Fields and, and stuff, yeah. You yeah. see the effects of that every day. You see the cans everywhere and the cardboards and all that. You know, I think 
you know, I think teenagers are gathering in big groups, you know, and then they're going home to their parents. And I, I don't know if their parents are asking them where have they been, mm-hmm. you know, because they could be spreading it in the houses. Yes, you of know, course, yeah. I, I, I don't actually think parents are spreading it. I think maybe the teenagers might be because they gather, do you know, yep. they might be bringing it home. I don't know. But it, it's uh, then in, in shops, I think there's a lot of not social distancing anymore, do you know, as well. But I think they're, t- we're kind of getting very relaxed about it all. And now I think if the government bring in this walking into someone's house, the guards, no way. I think that would be totally wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot of people see it as, a, as an infringement on their rights. Yeah. The, the government will argue they're doing it in, in public, this, you know, it's in the public interest for help. No, I mean, I sorry, Carl, you've been listening to Doreen there. That's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. What can I say? Probably, I was probably a bit, you know, I apologise if I was ranting a bit, but that lady kind of just summed it up, you know? Yeah. That, that yeah. It's just trying to... Just give everybody. Just everybody wants a break. Right. I don't think we want to go around and, and party. Yeah. And I know it's going to take time before we get yeah. back to anything like the old normal. But I think I you know. have to give people a break. And when you wake yeah. up every morning to more and more bad news, and it's, but but, and is it, but isn't this the but isn't this the problem here? I, I, what I say to you, Carl, is right that whether you agreed with Leo Varadkar and Simon Harris or not, and obviously at the very, very start, everybody didn't know what we were facing, right? Thankfully now we know it's not as dangerous as we initially thought it was. Yeah. We're, we're all clear about that. The data is there. Uh, all around the world, you've now got doctors and immunologists and virologists coming forward and saying, listen, you know, we need to calm down a bit. This is not as bad as we thought it was. Except and here. I, except here, yeah. Um, but in saying that, you know, we knew where we were going with them. There was a plan. They had yeah. the phases, the, all the rest, right? Yeah. But now we're in a situation where it's just every day is a new decision. Yeah. There's no, listen, this will all stop in October, no. you know, or this, we're going to do this on this date, and sure, it'll definitely happen. They're, they're making fake promises now to businesses. Right. I spoke to somebody this morning, they said, don't mind about this season now when the League of Ireland ends in October. He says, I don't know whether we'll even get to see a match next. And so the All-Ireland is meant to be on... again in March. The All-Ireland is meant to be on the Saturday before Christmas, right? And they, they put it way ahead thinking, should it be grand by then? We'll have a crowd... That's not going to happen now. But the way the rate we're going at the moment, Ireland, say for example, today is the only country in Europe that doesn't have all the pubs open. That's right. Uh, other countries around Europe are now trying to get back to a level of normality. Even I mentioned Sweden have just announced yep. they've increased fifty to five hundred people uh, for outdoor gatherings and assemblies. They're trying to get ground, crowds in, 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 in some of the grounds in the lower leagues in, in England where there's no money coming through the TV companies. Yeah. By, by October. But instead, we're doing the opposite. We're reducing the numbers. Reducing it. Based on very little scientific evidence, I mean, everybody knew once we came out of lockdown, of course case numbers would go because more people were interacting with each other. But thankfully, the vast majority of people who are getting it, are getting COVID-19, have no effects. They're asymptomatic. They're under the age of 45. Thankfully, nobody is really dying. The odd death here or there, which, by the way, nobody wants to lose anybody. But it's a very sad fact of life that people do die. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and particularly the, those who are elderly or those who are very vulnerable. It's a sad fact of life. Yeah. And we, if we can save lives, absolutely, we do that. But, you know, we need to talk about the obvious trade-offs in life. 
rather than affecting so many people's mental health and, so, well, and upsetting some people. Well, the last night said, Niall, there's no trade-offs, when we all know there's a trade-off in every aspect of life. Of course there is. Of course there's a trade-off. We would be delusional if we thought there was no trade-offs. Sure, if you even do business, in my opinion, you say he's a customer, he might be a bit slow to pay, but he eventually pays. There's a trade-off in everything you do. Everything. Yeah. Nothing's black and well, white. Well, what is the guidelines now for outside gathering? Um, at, the, at the moment, the guidelines for outside gatherings, I think, is the same. Is it? I think it is fifty. It's still. I think it is still at fifty now, isn't it? You can, I'll get Helena to check that for me right 50, now. That's, in, that's including that's including the workforce. That's in including words, the staff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the yeah. guidelines indoor is fifty as well, unless you're in a private dwelling. And if you're a private dwelling, it's no more than six, unless oh, they're all God. members of the same house. It doesn't make sense at all, does it? Do you know? Like, I mean. Oh, just sorry, I'm, no, no hang on, hang on, I've just, Helena, my ear, sorry, the outdoor gatherings, Helena, 15 people. 15, oh my so, God. It's down, sure down from 20 two. 20 in my family, counting my grandchildren, my children, and their wives, yeah, and the, us. The only exemption from that is a wedding where they might have a marquee outside, for example, or whatever. It's 50, right. 50 people. Oh. So 50. your family, legally be speaking. 20 with the grandchildren. Yeah, well, they're not even allowed to meet outdoors. My God. They're not allowed, even if it's a garden, if I could put planks in the garden, no. cover the planks, have oh, food. Oh, oh, no, oh. Uh, no, because if you put planks in the garden, it's in your home dwelling. That's six. Good God. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's I know, it's it. depressing, isn't it, Doreen? It oh, is depressing. God. I'd be that's crazy just... to say it wasn't. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, they only count as family if they're resident in the home. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I've been gathering up, you know paper plates, everything for, mm-hmm. for a gathering for us because we have not all been together mm-hmm. you know since March Yeah. well Christmas everybody comes to our home you know but we haven't been all together Christmas you know. is looking very bleak this year I can tell oh, you by the yeah. way things are going at the moment yeah, absolutely yeah well, Dor- Doreen have you, and, and are you li- you're living with your husband are you? yes okay yes. Always, make sure you, always make sure you talk won't you? Oh yeah! Pick up a oh, phone, ring your yeah. ring your family, and have a chat with them. I miss them and... me line dancing as well. Oh, your line, <laughs> line. Okay. I love that. Yeah. But I, I love. I used to teach dance. line, but I, I didn't teach it. I used to play the music years ago for line dance lessons. <laughs> Did you? Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Well, I just discovered your show one day, and I've had it on ever since, and that's like about two years now. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it, Doreen. I appreciate it. I'm spreading the word as well about you. Yeah, what? I'm trying to think of the name of the line dancers. They had the Black Velvet, the Boot Scootin' Boogie. Um, <laughs> what, 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 are the, what are the ones? The, oh, Copperhead Road. Remember you know, those in the Copperhead Road? Wasn't that yeah. one? I'm trying to think of all those line dancers. Because that was kind of big back in the 90s, line dancing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good fun. It's do we do a bit of line dancing, Carl? No, no, no. You hold on, to your, hold on to your belt there and start sticking the old feet like out. Boot scoot and boogie. I'm still trying to learn how to drive. <laughs> yeah. I get it. We could get the I, government doing a little line dancing. Sorry. Well, but, uh, I haven't but, heard anything. No. Well, we, always, we always, actually, that's another thing. We always used to go dancing on Saturday night, right from the days, like, you know, although I'm in my late 60s, my mum and myself, we kind of met, and we used to go to a disco and dancing. You were, when you used to be DJing yeah. and all this type of thing in the clubs. And oh, like, why, were you we, going to the clubs when I was the DJ? Yeah, yeah. But, Jeez, but, uh, you must we, be old, Carl. I am very old, but we <laughs> go on a Saturday night, and we love, we love a dance. Where would you go? Club M? 
we well now I just go down. There's a place. No, at the way. time, at the time when you were well, going. Well, I used to do. First of all, we used to do all the did various discos and the rugby clubs. Yeah. And then I I had a membership for Sloopies. I used to go to Chicago, you know, and yeah. Um, but my wife was from the north side, so she out to Tomangos and things like that. Leopardstown, you know. I've worked in the mall. Worked in the mall. <laughs> yeah. So so so, but but we, I still do it. We used to always we still get dressed up on a Saturday night and go out. And when we go out now on a Saturday night, I mean, we just literally walk down, hopefully hoping that we might just get a drink and then come home again. You know. <laughs> Whereas before we used to be a man in Portobello, he played, he does all the music that we would have grown up with. You know. Yeah, people are texting in the names of the line dances to me here now. The Tush Push. Yeah, I remember that one. Yes. The Chattahoochee, is it? Yeah. Yeah, the Chattahoochee. But Saturday night's a great night for people to look forward to, isn't yeah. it? You know, that was what you, yeah. you know, a lot of people... Well, you know what I love doing? Every week or every second great. week, I used would always go to the cinema. I love going yeah. to the cinema That's because right. I'm, a, I'm not a drinker. But at the moment, the problem with the cinema is there's nothing on. Anymore. Yeah. But no, it yeah. doesn't have to be about the drink. And I'll give you a prime example. Do you remember when we had the last recession? A lot after that, a lot of the bands started to come into the local pubs. You know, just the, you know where you literally just your local pub would have a band, whereas yeah. before it didn't. And stacks of people used to say to me, "Now, just to show you that how I wasn't exaggerating, I have to get out once a week because of the recession, and it's so depressing." But I look forward to Saturday night. Now this time we, we don't even have that to look forward to. No. Loads of people who I didn't I wouldn't have seen before in a pub literally came because of the music, and they'd say. Oh, because of the recession and the way things are down and people are on the ruppers and we were really, we went through a very poor se- section of life, didn't we, Niall? I mean, we know when we... We did. Yeah, and people used to say, oh, but I can't, I, I, I really, the, what gives me the one buzz is just going out for a couple of hours on Saturday, Saturday night, night to meet my friends, have a drink and have a bit of an old dance. A bit of a, but are you not allowed, and, can I just point out, if you are having a wedding, I'm a little bit unsure of the guidelines. But you have to wear a mask on the dance floor. I don't think there is dancing. I don't know. But, but you can't go out now anyway. Yeah. More you couldn't. You couldn't have a bit of music. Sure, you you had the musicians on earlier on in your program during the course. Of, you've had them on several times, and they yeah. say they don't even know when they're ever going to no. be able to pick up an instrument again. Don't let, don't mind play it. Well, no, we no have first communion next week. I'm wondering if that's going to go ahead now. When you say go ahead, where was it meant to happen? It's been in the it's been in the Black Bull in Drogheda. Oh, okay. Well it, it, it well, it can go ahead, I, I'm assuming. If it's in a pub that serves food and everybody uh-huh. is booked in, yes. and, and once the pub obviously is adhering to the guidelines, which I believe the Black Bull is a wonderful pub, by the way, they probably will be adhering to the guidelines, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine that still should be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Well, enjoy it, Doreen. All right. And have a good time and enjoy it, okay? And I hope you get to meet your family and see your family. And I hope you get to chat to people too, okay? Because I know you're a little bit down. And I'm very, what concerns me greatly, but thank you, Carol, by the way, as well. What concerns me greatly about Dorian's conversation is an eight-year-old suffering from anxiety. And th- she's not the only one. There are so many children at the moment who are suffering anxiety because they're hearing remnants and bits of news and they're hearing conversations with adults. I implore you, don't be having those kind of conversations with your children. You know, any kind of very negative conversations. They have enough to worry about as children. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.